We'll do a review of Lakuta Sikha's Chelik Yud, the first Sikha for the Parshas Miketz. In this uh, Sikha, the Rebbe is, gonna, is a Rashi Sikha. The Rebbe is going to ask uh, why we don't find an explanation in Rashi that Yosef, for the 22 years that he was away, uh, he didn't uh, bother telling his father um, anything about his uh, where he was. He knew his father loved him, and um, he didn't say anything. Um, some of the time, he may not have the possibility. He was in jail and things like that. But uh, eventually, when he became the king, it was a uh, enough time for him for years that he could have told his father, not have his father. Uh, be uh, so upset. And the Rebbe brings down various different other Rashis and can't say that uh, just like Yitzchak, Rashi says, did not reveal uh, to Yaakov uh, that because of the Cherem. And the Rebbe is going to explain how it doesn't explain. There will be a lot of different um, uh, interesting explanations along the way. Let's look inside. Aleph. Dubar we spoke already many times. that it's Rashi's usual way in his commentary in the Torah. that he will explain every item that is difficult if it's not understood in the simple literal level of the verse. So Rashi will explain it. And if you have such matters that seemingly they require an explanation, to the simple meaning of the Psukim, you don't find the interpretation, a commentary in Rashi. So that in itself is a proof that according to Rashi's opinion, they're so self-understood, he doesn't need to explain them. To the extent that Rashi doesn't even need to explain it, so he's so simple. Or they can be understood based on what Rashi has already explained beforehand. Uh, so somehow Rashi either doesn't need to address it, or it was already addressed through another interpretation. And so, what's going on in our case? So, to me, a gedoyla. So based on this uh, rule in Rashi, that Rashi will address every question, we need to understand a great surprise, when we study the simple meaning of the verses in our Parsha. There's many of the commentaries of the Torah uh, stand, raise this issue, and explain it, raise it. And only specifically Rashi, who is the head of all the explainers. He does not note this at all. So what is the issue over here? Yosef, who knew the great love that his father loved him. And he understood, therefore, the great pain of his father and his mourning for him. How come he did not let him know that he's still alive? 
ותמיה זו היא בנגל הזמן, הידי סי מדובר בפרשסנו דווקא. This surprise is specifically with the time frame that we're talking about in our parsha, in the parshas Miketz, in which Yosef becomes the uh, second to the king, that's where we have the issue. In other words, previous parshas, uh, we don't have such a question why when he was sold, because maybe he didn't have an opportunity to tell his father. But in our parsha is where the question uh, really becomes. Because the parsha Vayeshev Mesupar, in the previous portion of Vayeshev, it says, Shevius Yosef Limitzrayim, that they brought Yosef to Egypt, they sold him there as a slave. And then eventually they was put into jail. Story with the Petifer, with uh, Petifer's wife. So first he was a slave, and then he put into into the prison. So we'll move on. So then we understand. He could not tell his father that he was alive. And uh, the Rebbe in the Haris explains that this is the real reason. Another Mefarsh should want to give other reasons. But uh, the Rebbe explains that the real reason is because he didn't have the chance to really tell them. Om Nom, so that applies there. So it's not a question, how come in Parshish by Yeshev we don't find, how come Yeshev did not tell his father that he's alive? But however, when we come to our Parshish, the time of our Parshish, that he has become the second to the king, and he had permission to do. It was his opportunity in his hand, he can do as he wishes. In a moment, it's not understood. Why should he leave his father in pain, in mourning? Why didn't he let him know? Either through the caravan, there must have been organized uh, travel to the land of Canaan, or send a special agent, and he will give uh, alive this soul of his father, like we find, as we see later on when he find out. And uh, the Rebbe brings down over here uh, various different other mafarshim, but uh, we'll leave that for the artist. Right now we'll concentrate on the Pnim, on the inside. So, Basically, the question is, why did Yaakov, why did Yosef not tell Yaakov ahead uh, of time? Uh, he waited till his brothers, and later on, the whole story is of Yigash. Um, but he didn't go on his own, and knowing how in pain his father was. So, the Rebbe says that, in his base, the Rebbe is going to suggest that perhaps the reason why Yosef didn't want to tell his father, because... Uh, the Pasuk uh, Rashi brought down before that the uh, reason why Yosef needed to be separated from his father for 22 years, that's not including the uh, years that he learned, the 14 years in Shem and Aver and the Yeshiva, but the 22 years that they were separated, Rashi says, was because of the 22 years that Yaakov uh, did not observe the mitzvah of honoring his father. So Yosef needed to be away from Yaakov for 22 years. 
And therefore, Yosef was not able to uh, reveal himself to his father before. But the Rebbe doesn't bite in that answer. That would not be a reason. The Rebbe will explain several reasons why Yosef should not tell his father that he's alive. Base. Perhaps we could have said it to me, that this surprise is answered based on what Rashi has already explained in the portion of Yosef. And it says that the reason why Yaakov mourned for his son for many days, so Rashi says there that it was Chov Beis Shono, it was 22 years, from the time that Yosef left his father until he descended to Mitzrayim, it was 22 years. And this corresponded, this corresponded to the Chov Beis Shono, to the 22 years, that Yaakov did not fulfill Kibbut Aim. He left Yitzchok and he went to Lavan and he was there uh, the 14 years that he worked for uh, Rochlan Leia and then we have the 6 years that he worked for the cattle and then the way back home another 2 years. So it turned to a totally 22 years and because of that corresponded to that 22 years Yaakov was also separated from Yosef. So maybe we're going to say, So Yosef did not send to tell his father that he still lives before 22 years go by. For Yaakov's punishment needed to be 22 years. To correspond to the 22 years. That he hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah the uh, observing, the honoring of his father and his mother. And that's why it was too early for Yosef to tell his father because the 22 years were not up. But the Rebbe says we can't explain that, uh, that that was the reason why Yosef didn't tell Yaakov. We cannot answer so the conduct of Yosef. Key, number one, Aleph. First of all, Yosef shall Yaakov lekabel how would Yosef know? For where did he know that it's Yaakov needs to receive a punishment of 22 years? Because he did not fulfill Kibbutz Aim. Yaakov, so therefore Yaakov needs to be punished. Even if you're going to say that he knew about it. Number two, the question is based. So he has to be separated, but he doesn't have to. Uh, think that he's dead, that he died, he can tell him that he's alive and then not tell him where he is. He could have told him that he's alive. And he won't let him know where he is, place of settlement, where he is. Until 22 years pass. And then he will be punished, Yaakov will be punished by being separated from Yosef corresponding to 22 years that he was separated from Yitzchak. But Gimel, the point number three is the main, the Rebbe says, V'iker. Let it be that the fact that Yaakov needs to be punished, that's not Yosef's place to punish him. He, that's the Abish's business. This idea of the 22 years does not answer at all the conduct of Yosef. For even if on Yaakov there have been decreed a punishment from the heavens, from Hashem, for he did not conduct himself with honoring father and mother for 22 years, 
Hare Pasha that but it's obvious Yosef. It doesn't give permission to Yosef to punish his father by not letting him know that he's alive. And we give us an example. It's not Yosef's place to punish Yaga. He as soon he has to do what he has to do. The Abishta will do what he has to do. Why would he not tell his father? Because his father is getting punished. Rebbe gives an example. Dugmalaza. Example for this. There is no room to say, you can't, no logic to say, that the tribes were permitted. Why? We're going to say the argument is so that the dreams of Yosef should be fulfilled. So the brothers have to sell him. And the punishment of Yaakov should be fulfilled. They have to sell him. Can you argue that the gives a right to the uh, sons to do such a thing? No, there's not an excuse for them. They're not allowed to sell their brother. They're not, it's not their issue if uh, Yaakov needs to be punished by Yosef being sold. So that's considered to be uh, something that they were not allowed to do. Surely they weren't obligated to do. So why would Yosef go ahead and punish his father because even if we should say that he knew that his father needed to be uh, 22 years away. And uh, as the Rebbe said in second question number two also, could have told him that he's alive without telling where he is. And the Rebbe will actually explain uh, that it, 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 the the um, was in the whole thing, as we will see. David was a part of this. Yosef saw that the Abishter, that Hashem doesn't want him to tell his father. As the Rebbe will explain now, the whole Rashi, um, which Rashi brings down that the Shemoti made a, uh, a cherem, uh, that anybody who will tell Revealed to Yaakov and the uh, that Yosef is alive, uh, be a curse on him. But he didn't he? Didn't allow that. The Abishter was added to it also. And the Rebbe will explain what does it mean. The whole thing that the Abishter was added. Who was in that curse? How does it go? The Rebbe will explain the whole thing. But eventually, we will see that it is just made with the consent of Hashem. Basically, what the Abishter. We'll wait for the Abishter to make the sign, and as long as the Abishter Hashem does not want to reveal, nobody has the right to reveal. But first, we have to understand the Rashi itself, as the Rebbe will explain. To understand this, we have to introduce first Rashi's words in the section of Ayeshiv Hadirshim Bir, which require explanation. So the Pasik, the Rashi explains that Hatam Lomo Legila Kodesh Baruch Yaakov Sheyosef Chai. Pirish Rashi. As Rashi explains, Lefi Shahrimu Ashvatim, the Shvatim they put into Khadim, they excommunicated. Um the Kilalu as called Mishi Galam. And they cursed anybody who will reveal that Yosef is alive. And Rashi adds the Vishitvala Kodishbaruhu Imohem. They also Used, uh, they partnered, they put in, they uh, put Hashem in, also partner with them. And Rashi explains, Rashi continues there, Abel Yitzchok knew that he was alive. Omar, 
But he said, How can I go and I tell my son Yaakov about the fact that Yosef is alive if Hashem doesn't want to reveal to him? So basically, since Hashem doesn't want to reveal, uh, that's why Yitzchok doesn't want to reveal either. This whole Rashi, the Rebbe is going to say, doesn't really, and the face of it doesn't really fit. What is What are we talking about over here when we say, that they made a curse on whom? Who 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 is included? Tzorich Lohavim. We need to understand who who when they said they put a kolola, they made a chedim and a kolola. Anybody who would reveal who who is this? Everybody call me. Me nitvas while me chal chedim kolozu. Who is caught and on whom does this chedim, this excommunication and this curse? Who does it apply to? Can't interpret that the included in this chedem, this excommunication and curse, is anybody who tells Yaakov, that this chedem rested upon anyone in the world who will tell Yaakov. If that was the pshat, then we don't understand. Number one, what's Hemshech Divre Rashi? So if everybody is already warned not to reveal because they're part of the Chedem and the Klolo, so why does Rashi say, but Yitzchak says, how could I reveal? If no, he can't reveal because he would be in the curse over there. Ain't a move. Number one, we don't understand Hemshech Divre Rashi. We don't understand the continuation of words of Rashi. Ah, well, Yitzchak HaYedeya, Yitzchak knew. Omar, Yitzchak said, Hey, Chagalachulu, how could I reveal if David doesn't want to reveal? No, but that wouldn't seem to be the reason. If the Cherem was in, included, everybody includes Yitzchak as well. Since the Cherem applies to each one and one, also Yitzchak is included not to reveal. So why does Rashi give a reason for Yitzchak? That he says he can't reveal because Hashem doesn't want to reveal. Yitzchak can't reveal. If we should say that the chedem applied to everybody, applied to Yitzchak. So why would Rashi give another reason? And number two, Why did they need to partner and bring Hashem in also as a partner with them? So, for so to speak, as if everybody's included, so that includes also the Eberster, cannot reveal for the same reason, because there's a chedem and a klolo, there's an excommunication, a curse, anybody reveals, that would complete to Hashem too. So, why did they need to be mishat of the Kodesh Baruch? So, we have to say, therefore, that really the excommunication only applied to those that were there at the time. So therefore we have to say that this excommunication applies to only those who participated in the Cherem. And so what does it mean that they said call Mishi Yigala, but call Mishi Yigala, anybody who reveals. The intention is it means all those who are standing at that standing, these people that are there, anybody who is of the company who were sitting there making the Cherem, if they don't want the Ebrister to reveal, 
so they must take him into the Chedem, because Hashem will also be included in it. So, it seems like we have to say that it's those that participate. And, um, but, as we'll see, this interpretation itself also needs uh, clarification. We don't understand. Because, but it's still not understood. It seems like, why did the Eberster not reveal? Because he was part of that Chedem altogether. So, how would that be a reason for Yitzchak because the Abishad doesn't reveal. So I love the first problem, if that's the simple meaning, what it means, Rashi as language, as Rashi follows. How could I reveal Vakodesh Baruch Hu? In the Rotzelagalis, Lashem doesn't want to. Should have said that Hashem has been also part of that Shvua not to reveal. And therefore, why is Rashi saying he doesn't want to reveal? But number two, that would also be a reason for the Eberster. How could that apply to Yitzchok? Yitzchok wasn't in that. The Eberster can't reveal to uh, Yaakov because he was part, he was Mishtatev over there. So how could Rashi use that as a reason for Yitzchok? Yitzchok says the Eberster doesn't want to uh, reveal. How could I reveal? The Eberster doesn't, it's not the Eberster doesn't want to reveal. It seems like David can't reveal because he was part of that chedim, uh, part of that shvur. Based loman nimne Yitzchak melagalus. Why is Yitzchak holding back from telling Liyakov? Mitam shakodesh baruchenu megalu because Hashem is not revealing to him. Hare akodesh baruch kaviyachol yevshel loy legalus. But it's it seems like David have no ability to reveal. Mikivon sheshit voice about chedim since they took Hashem into that. Uh, but that should not prevent at all Yitzchok from telling Yaakov. Because he wasn't a participant. He didn't participate in the Chedim and it doesn't apply to him. So why could he not tell him? So what is what does Rashi say, number one, that Hashem says he doesn't want to? No, it's not he doesn't want to, he can't. And therefore, how is that a reason for Yitzchak, Hashem can't because he was part of that Chedem, but not Yitzchak. Why could Yitzchak not tell? And Bechlau would not understand why is it important to make a Chedem. Gimel, Chedem is a Lama. Why didn't they make a Chedem? Make an agreement without a Chedem. Had a Maspik, she's Dabrubinem. It would have been sufficient that they are going to make an agreement, they'll consult all together. That all those that are in that standing, will not tell Yaakov. And similarly, as far as the Kodesh Baruch Hu, instead of making a chedem, they could have been mispalel. They'll, they'll pray to Hashem, they'll ask Hashem, don't reveal why do they need a chedem. And Dalit, if there was a Chedem, if they assembled an end, how were they able to later on reveal to the brother of Yosef? There was a Chedem. Nobody, 
they went back home to Yaakov and told Yaakov that Yosef is alive. We don't find that somehow they uh, absolved that chedim. Now that loymet Rashi, we don't find in the simple meaning of the pasuk in the Rashi's commentary shashvotim hitiruas achedim that they permitted this chedim koydim shadil Yaakov sheitzuchayim before they told Yaakov that Yosef is alive. It almost it seems like they violated their own chedim. Dreva will soon explain this also beautifully. And then we'll explain that actually the Abish that the Khedim was made for the purpose. Um, so nobody changes their mind later. You can't make a, an agreement. People feel bad later on. They'll they'll change their mind and they'll try to convince each other. And um, and when they took Hashem in as a partner, it doesn't mean Hashem wasn't part of the Khedim, it wasn't part of, of all this. Hashem was uh, just put it in as a partner to say until the time that Hashem will want it to be revealed. They're not going to reveal it unless Hashem shows them the participation is, and they, need, they needed the chedim for themselves, not, 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 not for Hashem. It wasn't sufficient because they'll feel bad later on, they'll want to retract. We'll see inside. But first, uh, the Rebbe rejects an interpretation um, in Rashi, as the Mefarshim explained in Tanchuma. Here we just read about that they took Hashem as a partner, but in the Tanchuma, it says that they took Hashem as a tenth, because Reuven wasn't there, they needed a tenth for Achedim, they needed ten people, and since they only had nine, because Reuven wasn't there, so they used Hashem as the tenth, that's how Hashem got, a, got to be a participant over there. Uh, some of Farshim want to learn that that's what the meaning in Rashi is, but the Rebbe says in the Rashi, we can't say that. We don't know that, uh, according to Rashi, Reuven could have been there, they could have had the ten, they didn't need Hashem as the tenth. And that's why the Rebbe will learn that that the Abishter was just brought into it until, as a participant, to say, as long as the Abishter wants them to, uh, uh, for Yaakov not to know, and then eventually, the Abishter, they had to, they revealed themselves to Yaakov. Uh, uh, they came and they told, the brothers told them that he's alive because it was already, the circumstances were already such that Yaakov started feeling that there's something going on in, in, in Mitzrayim when they were buying food over there. And, and when they came back, so it was very clear that the Abishters at this point agrees and that was that they should reveal to Yaakov. And that's why Yitzchok said as long as the Abishad doesn't want it to reveal, he's not going to reveal. But at this point, when uh, the Abishad started wanting to reveal, uh, so that they revealed themselves. And Yisuf could therefore not go against the will of Hashem. So basically, Yisuf could not go against the will of Hashem. Just like Yitzchok couldn't go against the will of Hashem. The Abishad didn't want Yaakov. It's not because yeah, yeah, Yisrael wants to punish Yaakov, it's just Hashem, they participated Hashem with the means until the time that Hashem will say that it's ripe. And up to that point, Yisrael didn't feel that he can go and tell Yaakov when the Abishad doesn't want Yaakov to know about it. So let's go look inside. First the Rebbe is going to... In Oiz Dalet, the Rebbe brings down from the Meforshim, that I explained it on, that I explained Rashi, that Rashi is similar to the Medrash Tanchuma. That the Abishthus was participating over there just as a tenth. 
they only had nine because uh, Reuven wasn't there, so they had nine, so they needed a tenth, so they used the Eberster. But the Cherem didn't apply to the Eberster. The only reason why the Eberster doesn't want to reveal is because since the uh, Shvatim, they made a Cherem, so the Eberster, out of respect to them. And that's why uh, Yitzchak also said the same thing. Since Hashem doesn't want to reveal, Hashem could reveal. The Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, as the question, but Hashem participated. So, how could Hashem swear? How could Hashem reveal? And therefore, how does it obligate Yitzchak when Yitzchak wasn't in the Shvua? According to the Mephorshim, the Eivshta also wasn't in the Shvua. The Eivshta was only there as a tenth. And the Shvua, the Eivshta, why did the Eivshta not reveal? Was just because he respected the wishes of the Shvatim, and uh, therefore Yitzchok, uh, same thing, respected. The Eibster respects their wish, doesn't want to, is not going to reveal. But he doesn't have to not reveal. That's how we're going to answer this question that we asked before. B'niyash mefarshim, Dalit. Other explained, Kabonas Rasha al Derech HaMadish Tanchuma. Rashi's intention is similar to the Medish Tanchuma, which is the Makor Pirish Rashi, which is the source of Rashi. The Is Hashom, over there it says, Omru, the tribe said, Let's make a cherem, a excommunication amongst us that none of us is going to tell our father Yaakov about the fact what took place with Yosef. Amar lahem, so Yehuda, so Yehuda says to them, Reuben enika, since Reuben is not here, and the cherem will not take place only if we have ten. So ma'osu. So what do they do? Shitzul Hakadosh Baruch Hu So they combined Hashem and that Chedim to have ten. Shaloi Yagid Lavihem. So that he should not say to their father. And then it adds Ba'af Hakadosh Baruch Hu Loigid Bnei Chedim. So also Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't say because of the Chedim. What does that mean that they didn't say because of the Chedim? So the way they explain it, Mavarim, they participate, they brought in the Eberster in making and having this Cherem apply upon them, on the brothers only. You need, it can only be fulfilled 10, you need 10. So they needed the Eberster to help the Cherem apply to them, to the nine brothers, and the Eberster was the 10th. But that has nothing to do with the fact that the Eibster doesn't say this because the Eibster is not part of that Cherem. The Cherem is only Aleim, only on the tribes. So why did the Eibster not reveal? Why did the Eibster not reveal? Because the Eibster is not lenient in the Cherem of theirs, of the Shvatim. They made a Cherem, so the Eibster doesn't Go against their head. But and based on this, we also understand So now we understand why did they need Hakadosh Baruch the Chedim? Not because they need a prohibit Hakadosh Baruch but they need a tenth. Now we also understand Rashi's and Hakadosh Baruch legalis loy, and the Eibster doesn't want to. Tell or reveal. And not, he's sworn not to reveal because of the Cherem Hashem was there. 
כקדוש ברוך הוא עצמו אלוהי מנה נסורים באחרים כנאו. Because the Ebsh himself, he wasn't one, he wasn't prohibited on the Cherem. Umashe legila liyakov, and the reason why Hashem didn't tell Yaakov, hu rak mipnei shaloi rotzo legalos, he didn't want to reveal. Belochen gam Yitzchuk, omanei chagal, that's what Yitzchuk also said, how can I reveal? This is the way they want to explain the Rashi. Um, now, the Rebbe says, In the simple meaning of Rashi, we can't explain this. Key. So, first, the Rebbe says, Yeah, we know at one point Ruven left and wasn't there, but we don't know exactly when the Cherem was made. So, very possible that uh, the Cherem was made when Ruven came back afterwards. We don't know exactly when that took place or before he left, maybe. But um, this whole idea that for a cherem you need ten, uh, how would uh, the child, the Pedish Rashi, doesn't know that? And uh, we, we wouldn't know that you need the Abishta to be participating as a tenth for that. The Rebbe says, We cannot, cannot explain this simply in Rashi. First of all, in addition to the fact that Rashi doesn't tell you when they made the Cherem. It makes sense to say that specifically they made it after Reuven returned to them. Then they would be ten. Why is Because they want him also to be part of it. So logically they waited for him. Dim love. It's not that case, because if he wasn't part of the Cheyre, Rashi would have explained, why didn't Reuven reveal he wasn't part of it? So in Pashas Rashi's Mashman, it was after he returned already, and they already had that. But further than that, in Rashi, in the Pshutu Mikra, there is no hint, that the excommunication needs 10 people. And Rashi, 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 Rashi should have said it. So, it seems they have to explain, as we said before, Rashi doesn't mean just as a tenth. They participated, it seems. It's almost that the Abishter also was prohibited. He was part of the together with the tribes. So why does Rav Cholakushis and Abutekvon so all the questions and all remain in force? Why does Rashi say that the Eibushter doesn't? The question is why you know you say the Rebbe will address why? Uh, how did the Shvatim know? They said they participated. They took Hashem as a partner with them. How do they know uh, that the Eibushter will want a partner with them? And they gave different reasons because it was necessary for Hashem to partner them in order to... the uh, uh, Various different reasons that they bring. But the Rebbe says in the Pshutosh Mikra, it seems like um, they... It wasn't just that they told that somebody's not going to tell the whole story to the father. It seems like that they didn't want, the, the Klala was even just to tell the father 
that Yosef is alive. And all the concerns of the Mepharshim, the Rebbe is going to say, he doesn't, he's not going to be concerned. How do they know that the Abishta doesn't want, how could they get Hashem to participate? How do they know that Hashem is participating with them? Not even to tell Yaakov that Yosef is alive. Mela, the older reasons they say, we'll see in a minute, they tell us, they can't tell them the details that they, that they sold them, etc., etc. Okay. But in the Rashi, we see clearly that we're talking about just the fact that he's alive, they weren't allowed to tell him. And the question is, how do they know that the Abishter is not in agreement with telling them that he's alive? And therefore, whatever was to say, because we have to say, that that's when they mean that they took Hashem as a partner, it means that He will be the one that decides when the time is up to tell Yosef. It's not like they took Him as a partner. They don't know Hashem agrees. Hashem is not part of their chedim. It's only they took Him Hashem that if Hashem will show that it's time for Yosef to, for Yaakov to find out, then there's no more cherem over there. Then it's about, let's look inside. They ask further the Mepharshi Rashi, How do the Shvatim know that Hashem agrees to the cherem? Can't even have a human being participate in a unless he agrees how could they have Hashem participate without knowing that he agrees so that question is how could they take Hashem as a partner so they explain and they explain various reasons the Yodu HaShvotim the Shvotim Nushel that Hashem is not going to want to reveal to Yaakov, that Hashem agrees. They say they knew. How do they know this? They give various reasons that they knew Hashem doesn't want to tell Yaakov and Hashem will agree to their head. How do they, what are their reasoning? How do they know that? Aleph number one, in order for it to be fulfilled, the uh, the covenant that Hashem made with Avram between the pieces over there, the Eibster says that uh, that there will be Geir Zaracha, the Yered Yaakov, one of the Mitzrayim. So they knew that that is supposed to take place. So they knew that Eibster um, will agree to that. Number two, they said, is Kideshi Yonish Yaakov Neged Chobes Shono Beis Kideshi Yonish Lekim Kivdavim. Eivshul agrees so that he will get the punishment of twenty-two years that he did not do Kivdavim. So they knew that Eivshul is going to agree. And Gimel Kideshi Lekal Yaakov is Bono. Another reason he shouldn't curse his children, his sons, because he'll find out what they did to him. Benimtzu Yisrael Atluim Bezarish Yaakov. So it turns out that the Yidden. All the Klal Yisrael who hinging on the seed of Yaakov, but will God forbid 
be nullified from the world. These are all reasons why they knew that the Ebishter is going to agree. The Ebishter is, is going to agree to that Chedem, because the Ebishter wants there to be the Brisbane Absorim, the Yaakov, to go down to Mitzrayim. And they know that Yaakov needs to be punished 22 years. And they know that Yaakov should not curse his son. So this is why they, they put Hashem into the Shutfus. But the Rebbe is not going in now to challenge each one of these interpretations. In addition to the questions that are in each one of them individually, as the Rebbe the Aris points out some of the questions, the Rebbe's Bainikov trusts her that this is not Rashi's intention here, that this is meant what they shouldn't reveal. In other words, it turns out all these things that the Mepharshim say, Yaakov could know that he is alive and still he will go down to Mitzrayim and he would still be punished, separated from Yosef and he would still not curse his son because they won't tell him the whole story. They just tell him that Yosef is alive. And Rashi seems that they participated over here just in the fact to make sure that nobody's going to tell Yaakov that Yosef is alive. Not that nobody's going to tell Yosef all the details, which would have, maybe because of the other consequences. Look at Rashi. Rashi. Rashi Mamshik. Rashi continues. How could I reveal that he's alive? He doesn't say, I'm going to reveal who sold him. He doesn't want to reveal him. Then what? That he's alive. And Rashi says, why did the Rebbe not want? Not because of any of the reasons. It says clearly why he doesn't want to. Because they put into Chedim and they cursed anybody who will reveal and they put Hashem a partner with them. And that's why Hashem doesn't want to reveal that he's alive. That's why Yitzchak didn't want to reveal that he's alive. So we have to say, therefore, that the excommunication, the klolo, applied not only one who's going to tell the whole sale of Yosef, even one who will say just that Yosef is alive. So how do they know that the Ebishter doesn't want to, to tell that he is alive? All the reasons that we mentioned above, the time manal machrichim, the above reasons only force us to say, the Ebishter is not going to tell us the whole story. That that part they can't tell him. That the Shvotim are the one that sold him, and they sold him, and they brought him down to Mitzrayim. That's not what they were doing. We don't say they can't tell the whole story. But that, that he's alive, you could say. They're not going to tell him where he is. 
what happened to him? Ad lachar chov bishana till after twenty two years. Kashiyush neharov when there will be the years of the hunger. The Yosef yim mission lemelech and Yosef will be the second of the king. Yuchach Yaakov leilu Mitzrayim and Yaakov will be forced to give Mitzrayim. So all of their concerns would have not been how again? How do they know that the Eibusha doesn't want him to? Tell them that Yosef is alive. Maybe they could say that Yosef is alive. Okay, they can't say the whole story, but they can say that he's alive. And all of the concerns before will, 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 not, will be of no concern. How did they know David doesn't want that? With his Kayim, Aleph, so because he will go down eventually, because he'll have to go down to meet Yosef. The concern was that they're not going to go down. Uh, Yosef, because he only went down because of the Rav, he would have gone down. And also, anxious Yaakov would also been fulfilled. The punishment of Yaakov for 22 years for not fulfilling because he would go down. And he wouldn't curse his sons. Why would he suspect that they sold him? So, all the reasons that the Mephorshim give, that would have been, even if Yaakov was told that that Yosef is alive, he still would have be fulfilled all the Mephorshim's concern. But what did Hashem participate? Not even to say that Yosef is high which would not negate any of the other things could have still taken place. How do they know? So the question is, the Mephorshim that the Rebbe asked in the beginning, how did the Shvatim have a right to take the Ebishter and make him participate that the Ebishter will not say that he's alive? And all the worries that they, they answered that would have happened would not have Nothing would have changed if Yaakov knew that Yosef was alive. Besides, we wouldn't mourn for them, but everything else would have taken place as it is. So how did the Shvatim know that the Ebishter is masculine? And the Rebbe is going to Taka explain that the Taka, the Ebishter wasn't masculine. This is, doesn't mean the Indian from Shituf. Because the Rebbe is going to, doesn't mean Baruch doesn't mean that the Ebishter was a participant together with them. That participation was only until the time that Hashem will decide. That's what it means. Because the Rebbe explains what is the Chlal? How come nobody of the Shvatim over the whole time changed their mind? And the answer is because they couldn't change their mind. To understand all the above, we'll understand it by an additional question. How is it possible? None of the sons of Yaakov should not get an arousal of Teshuva on selling Yosef and confess and to relate to Yaakov. They sold Yosef and he's still alive. We already feel that they had uh, that at the end they all 
had regrets for selling him. They said one to his brother, but we were guilty. When they found the money, they were getting trouble and they were being brought back to Yosef over there by being accused of stealing. But for our brother, we saw his troubles when he was begging us. So we see they already had a feeling of remorse. So why, how come they didn't come forward, one of them, to tell their father? But this taka was the intent. That's why they made the chedem. In the beginning, they were worried. When their anger will subside, for sure, one of them is going to retry, going to have regrets. And it's going to want to reveal to Yaakov. And that way, he's going to touch and affect all everybody else by revealing to the Father. And that's why they made the chedem. And the klolev for anyone that reveals. Hainu, that is, she'ein lo'echad mehem, it's no one of them, or the mikzosma, or a few of them, rishus legalis as a dover le'yakiv, to tell this to Yaakov. So, avol b'vadai, but for sure she'ein svara le'emer, there's no reason, no logic to say, she'chidimu sh'afili b'ilum kulum a'atzim yachlitu, that they also made an excommunication, that even if they all on their own, Decide the galus to reveal gamos also lem the galus that also them should be prohibited also them they should not be allowed to tell if they all agree to tell the father let them tell so it doesn't it's only if one or many of or some of them however but there is still a worry either one or majority they still want to force the other one to listen to him and to reveal to Yaakov. Similar to Rashi says that they were complaining to Yehuda, had you said to bring him back, we would have listened to you. That is why they participated, they made Hashem, they took Hashem in a partner with them in the chedem that they did. Hainu. And that, what does that partnership with Hashem means? The decision of this matter, if and when to reveal to Yaakov, that's up to Hashem. And also, they all together are not permitted to reveal and to transgress the chedim only when we combine and agree in the Kodesh Baruch it's not intended here that they included Hashem in the Chedim. And he's forced not to reveal. They don't know, for it's not known to them if HaKadosh Baruch Hu agrees to them, as I said before. So they can't force Hashem not to reveal. But they can say that we are taking upon ourselves we're not going to majority force each other to do it until we see Hashem's approval for this. So why did Taka Hashem not reveal? What does it mean? They, 
Since they took in Hashem as a partner, that they won't reveal to Yaakov without his agreement and his combination. So, and therefore, Therefore, although that in the chen that they made, they hadn't intended that the Ebishter is prohibited to reveal without their consent, Hashem himself participated with them. That the chen will be nullified and revealed to Yaakov, will be as when they all participate. And the Shvatim together. So they didn't use Hashem, they didn't ask Hashem, because they can't ask Hashem, because they don't know if Hashem agrees to it or not. But because then Hashem willingly sort of went along, said they're going to go together in this. So now we understand what Rashi explains. So Dave didn't reveal to him because. They made a cherem, and they cursed anybody who revealed, and then they took in Hashem as a partner. Yitzchok knew that he was alive. How can I reveal when Hashem doesn't want to reveal? Because over here, the Eibush doesn't want to reveal. It's not because it's not because Hashem was forced to fulfill the cherem that the Shvati made. He didn't want to reveal to him. Okay, now, as I said before, from this Yitzchak learned and said, How could I reveal when Hashem doesn't want to reveal? So now we also understand Yosef's reason. Why did he not send to let Yaakov know that he's alive? Since he knows that Abisha doesn't want to tell Yaakov, that is a Hirosh Yaakov in a That Yaakov doesn't need to know that he's alive. How could I reveal when Abisha doesn't want to reveal him? So basically, Yosef's reason was the same reason as Yitzchok's reason. And as the Rebbe explained that Yitzchok's reason was because the Ebeshter doesn't want to reveal, because the Ebeshter wasn't part of it. The Ebeshter was just a... Uh, the was used as part of the... Uh, the Ebeshter was just used as how are they going to make sure that nobody's going to reveal. And they said Kodesh Baruch Kodesh Baruch means that the Ebishter will tell when the time is, but as long as the Ebishter goes along with them and the time is not there yet, and the Ebishter is, is waiting, so Yitzchak, the Ebishter is not revealing, so Yitzchak can't reveal, and for the same reason, Yosef can't reveal. However, I'm not dying, Tzorch Lovin. The Rebbe says in Zion, but we still need to understand. Ha'idei Prohibited the Shvatim to tell Yaakov that he is alive. Because 
So, so how is it that the Shvatim went back later on and told his father that Yosef is alive? Another question, How did Yosef tell that they should tell Yaakov that he's alive? The Ebesheh is not revealing yet. How do they know? Where is the sign the Ebesheh is revealing yet? This is also explained based on the Rashi. The Parsha says, "Na laposik vayar Yaakov." Yaakov sees ki yesh shaver b'mitzrayim. Pidush Rashi Rashi explains umahu vayar. What is that he see? Rob as paklarius shol kodesh. He saw in the holy magnifying shadayim yesh lo shaver b'mitzrayim that he still has some food. Still has them in Mitzrayim. Wasn't an actual prophecy that it was Yosef. So, but the Shvatim that knew that Yosef is Mitzrayim move on. So the Shvatim that they knew that when he's seeing over there, that is in the holy magnifying, that Hashem is actually letting them to know. That the time has begun. They should investigate and they should look for Yosef. And they should tell Yosef. Now they're Yosef's brother, the Pasuk calls them. As the Rashi says, They were regretting selling him. As Rashi says, they gave their heart to conduct themselves in brotherly and to redeem him but any amount of money that they're going to want for him so similar so that's why the Shvatim already saw that the Eivishta wants to reveal and similar was also when Yosef notified uh, them when he saw that they were putting effort to find him He's understood that there were things to this. Something is going on over here, that there is value to this matter. Since he didn't know for sure that the time has come, if he will tell Yaakov before the Shvatim tell him, if he'll send quickly, so that may affect the relationship between Yaakov and his brothers. That's why he didn't even send the shliach by himself. I'm your brother, Yosef. And they that made the when David wants to tell Yaakov, they'll say to Yaakov, Yosef is still alive. This is the Sikhus Shabbos Parshas Mikates, Tavshin Lamad Gimon.